Oh good, there we go. I have a brown creeper vocalizing and doing its beep. Here we go. It's creeping up a cedar tree. Hoping I can find a young one. Ah, even better. Well, not even better, even easier. This creeper's carrying food. But it's not eating. And that is good for confirming breeding status. It's the last evening before I head back home, and I won't be back again until late August. After this evening with the brown creepers, I'll have another hike in the morning at a new location as I've noticed there was a trailhead that I missed on the main road, and I'd like to scout it out before I return here next year. My name is Rob, and this is Songbirding. and they're going to be taking it somewhere to its young. This bird is very active. Jumping from one trunk to the next to the next. Kind of back and forth on the same trunk over and over again. Oh, now he's got a new one. Oh, and there's two of them here now, actually. And a black-capped chickadee, too. Now, while I hope it might reveal its nest location to me, that's probably unlikely. It's also a black and white warbler here, too. These birds tend to nest in between stripped piece of bark and the tree it's being stripped from. So if you can imagine the gap that exists when bark begins to shed off of a tree for one reason or another. It's very thin. They will build their nests inside that though. This one's being very friendly considering it is only five feet away right now. It is also a very fast bird in the summer. I'm much more used to the winter ones, which do not move so fast. They're usually fairly slow and contemplative in uh, the winter. This one's making all quick motions. Seems to be in quite the hurry. 
Hearing some Swainson's thrush too. Again, it's about, I don't know, five, six feet in front of me. It's a curious chickadee following it around. It's also doing something you don't see often, and that is going down a tree. They do not face down like nuthatches do. If they go down a tree, they basically jump down. Or when they go lateral around a tree, they kind of jump sideways. Well, got another bug. Stuffed it into its beak. Must be communicating with the other creeper that was here. That's got to be what the beep is all about. So I love eating spiders. One of the things in its mouth I can tell right now is a harvestman. It's got long legs. wondering if this creeper is just making itself look busy so I'll ignore it eventually. Seems to be repeating a lot of the same trees. Creeper into the confirmed species list for confirmed breeding.
Okay, so we have Swainson's Thrush in the distance. And Myrtle Warbler or Nelson or Nashville. This is sounding like Nashville Warbler here too. Yeah. Got that harshness. It's very similar to the C bit, C bit, C bit. It is a slightly bit lighter, but Myrtle Warbler never never really has harshness to that. It's always soft. It will never the Myrtle Warbler never never seem like C bit, C bit, C bit. More like whoa, 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 whoa. Going to continue on here. I have another brown creeper. Vocalized once, then didn't hear it again. It's American Red Star. There it is again. Brown Creeper. I think that was a red star. Yeah. Elven bird behind me. Conservancy of Canada property. I'm taking the East Trail today. Took the West Trail the other day. I didn't know there was an East Trail, so this is new. 
I'm just going to do a brief foray into here because I don't know how long this trail is. I'm going to be a bit more limited on time today. American Robin. Sounds like we're an oven bird with a slightly different song. This wind is going to play a little bit against my recording. Mostly because of the aspen or poplar here. I'm not sure which it is. There's a pine warbler. This is our second male pine warbler in here. In a red pine. Bird. Oh, here we go. A hairy woodpecker. Oh, if I'm lucky, this is going to be a nest here somewhere. Or some young ones. This bird's very worked up. So the hairy woodpecker got that piercing call. That other stuff you're hearing though is it's kind of agitated uh, behavior probably warning others that potential predator nearby. They don't do this for people um, in places where people are common. He's still pecking away, but he's letting everyone know. His chickadee friends, at least, let them know. Keep an eye open. I say he, but I believe this is actually she, so this one's, uh, doesn't have the red. Yeah, no red on the head. So this is a female. Seems quite a few cavities around, so she could have a nest in one of them here. Certainly these chickadees would. Surprised at how few woodpeckers I've found in this area, but this isn't the time of year to find them though. Not as obvious and vocal as in the winter. I've not yet found any downy woodpeckers, just a couple hairies. And one red-bellied. I've been told there's a red-headed woodpecker in the uh, cottage area. Which someday I guess I'll have to just camp out there and mm -hmm. see if I can see it. I have seen and heard pileated, so that's here. And northern flicker. But not very many of any of them. 
Like I'm talking one or two of each species. Pine warblers like to fade in, fade out. This one's not really doing that. That's because it's a chipping sparrow. We've got here a fine example of a chipping sparrow where one might expect to get a pine warbler. This is where it gets really dicey, telling the difference between the two. So one thing I notice is it's not fading in and out. So it's a harsher tone. easy to get fooled because there's a big white pine here. It's not in the pine, it's actually in a dead birch beside it. So how is this a chipping sparrow? It's not as soft sounding as pine warbler. Pine warbler will Pine warbler will fade in and fade out in volume. So this bird has switched to being in the pine tree now, making things more confusing. But you can probably hear this is a pretty constant song. This is also an edge habitat, so it's alongside of a road. Chipping sparrows love edge habitat. That's why I love urban areas so much, it's just full of edges. You're not going to find a chipping sparrow in the middle of the woods, generally. Unless there happens to be a clearing in the middle of the woods, and then it's edge habitat. And then Swamp Sparrow is very similar, a bit more ringing to it, I find. And, of course, in the swamp or marsh. And well, the other kind of hint you get from the Swamp Sparrow is because they're more swampy marshy, uh, usually lower down the ground. Not always, but usually. It's chipping, they like to go up high. Pine warblers also like to go up high. Swamp sparrows are fine with singing from the ground. And will occasionally go up high. It's not an exception, but it is um, 
More likely than not, if it's something like this being sung from the ground, it's a swamp sparrow. There's a red breast nuthatch. More likely than not, if it's being sung from the ground, it would be a swamp sparrow. So there's a whole lot of things you got to take into account. next episode, we'll be listening to the birds found in this place in late August. Then following that, begin to explore this area in mid-May of 2022, at the cusp of songbird breeding season. After the credits, you'll be hearing a soundscape of some American redstarts that I recorded along the shoreline of Lake Huron. Songbirding in the Quietude was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter with cover art and logo design by Lauren Helton, and Creative Commons music from REW.